Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's time for the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I am here to help you learn how to quit your job by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work that J-O-B, that job, that just over broke job ever again. I know some people might say, well, I live just under broke, so you're basically broke and going into debt. And so we don't want to do that. And so we invest in real estate rental properties. We find ways to buy properties at lower prices, and then we rent them out, and then we make money from the rents minus the expenses. That difference there is how much we make in passive income every single month. And that's something I want you to absolutely learn, and everybody can learn this. It's not something magical. It's not something that a rocket science, in fact, I know that I'm not that smart. You listening, you are much smarter than me. All I know is addition, subtraction, and a little bit of multiplication. So you have, you add up all your expenses, everything like your property manager fees, your insurance, your taxes, your uh, inspections, like you add up every single expense and you add that up in the expense column. And then you add up your income. More than likely, you're just going to have one property at a time. So you have one income from that property in the form of rent coming in from one tenant. Let's say you have one tenant that's paying you $1,200 a month for a property. That's your income coming in. And then you have expenses. Your expenses are basically everything added up that you would account for in a month. And then you subtract that income minus your expenses. And then that difference is your profit. It's fantastic that we can know for almost 100% certainty that we're going to be making a minimum of $250 or more every single month from every property that we buy. And I want to show you even more in depth how to do it, how to calculate all the numbers, how to make sure you quit your job. Oh, and remember, I said you need a little bit of multiplication. All that is, is when you get one property making you $250 a month. Well, if you get 10 properties, multiply 250 by 10. That's $2,500 a month that you would make in passive income that would go in your pocket. That's after everything else is paid. That's all going in your pocket. So it's a little bit of math, uh, subtraction, addition, and a little bit of multiplication. That's all it takes. Then you just need to allow other people to do the work for you. And I want to give you my free course that I'm going to show you how to do all of these calculations, all these numbers and everything. And I set up a very, very special way for you to get this free course. I'll send it to you in your email account, but you, all you need to do is actually just text me the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Text the word rental to 33777 and I will give you my free course. Again, I'm going to show you all the numbers. I'm going to show you how to grow the business, how to find properties, how to fund the properties, and how to run your business. Now, enough of that. I want to talk to you about my favorite book, and it's kind of fitting. This is my hundredth episode of the Master Passive Income Show. I am super excited that you are here with me. I love getting emails from people saying that they they love the podcast, they love the show, they love seeing everything that we're doing, and they, they aspire 
to buying rental properties to do the exact same things that we and all my students have done. And also for everybody listening, this is my hundredth episode and I'm going to have my show notes inside there and I'm going to be talking about the best book that I have ever read. Actually, the reason why I think it's the best book, aside from the Bible, the Bible's my number one book. I read it every single night with my kids. But the number one book in my uh, library is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in my show notes, I'm going to put a link to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I want you to go and get your own copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because that's the book that got me to the point where I am now. Before I read the book, Oh, before I get to that, I want to give you the show notes page. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 100, 100, and that'll send you to the Rich Dad Poor Dad page talking about everything here. I also recorded this in YouTube form and a whole different uh, re- recording of that. You can see me holding up the book and flanging that around, you know, and just having a good time because it's such a fantastic book. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 100, and that will also be in the description as well. And if you guys are into YouTube at all, I've been trying to build up my YouTube, you know, skills and making YouTube videos, putting a whole bunch of videos out there, trying to help people also invest in real estate. So if you guys go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash YouTube, and I'll also put that in the description as well. If you just hit that subscribe button, it would really help. If you have, you know, gotten anything out of this, I would love it if you could go to YouTube and subscribe there. And also, you know, just see my, uh, you know, face just bouncing around talking about real estate. I just, man, I love real estate. Not necessarily the real estate itself, even though it's fantastic, but it's what it affords me to be able to do, how I can travel the world, how I can be with my family, and above all, quit that J-O-B. I'm no longer just overbroke. I can now do whatever I want. And honestly, it really comes down to my first reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Now, when I first read this, I had no idea that there was such a thing as passive income. I thought you either worked a job, worked for you know, the just over broke job for somebody else, or you started a business and you employed people. I didn't know there was like a middle ground, not say middle, but like another, a third one where I can buy a rental property. I can have that property work for me. I can have property manager work for me and everybody else work for me. And I make money every single month without doing anything. And I'll be honest with you, I literally work 30 minutes a month on all my properties. And the reason why is because I just get the statements from my property managers, make sure everything's looking good, and then set it aside and go about my day and do whatever I want. And they get to have fun doing podcasts with you guys. So I want to go through the review, the overview, the review, the summary of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And again, the reason why I really love this book is it got me to where I am now, not necessarily the steps of how to invest. I wrote a book called How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties. I wrote that. I even expanded it. I even doubled the size of it um, recently, and it's a fantastic book. So you have that. You can go to my site and actually get that as well. Um, I could also put that in the description if I remember to. So hopefully, hopefully I remember. But this gives you principles. It gives you a big, broad overview to change your mind from being an employee or basically starting like having to live the life that somebody else is telling you. Like, you need to go to school. You need to then go to college. You need to get good grades, get a diploma, spend 50, 60, 70,000 a year, $1,000 total, or like, you know, $20,000 a year, getting that piece of paper and hopefully getting a job. Then you buy a house and they're told, they're telling you that's an asset. Then you have kids and then you retire when you're 65 years old. Well, for me, 
That was not anything that sounded appealing to me. In fact, my first job, I was working at Walmart as a cart pusher at like 15 or 16 years old. I can't remember exactly what age I was, but I remember looking at all the money that was taken out of my paycheck. I was floored. I was dumbfounded. I could not believe it. I said, what in the world is all this money coming out? And who is this union people that are taking money out of my paycheck for doing nothing? I did all the work. They didn't do a thing. So that got me to not like unions because it was just taking money out of my pocket. Now, I know that I have some good things that they do, but I, for me, being a first-time employee, realizing money's getting taken out, there's got to be a better way. And then fast forward a few years, maybe like 10 years, when I was like, to, uh, I'm going to say 25, 26 years old-ish, I got this book. My brother gave it to me. He said, hey, you should read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I said, well, okay, I'll read it. And after I read it, it woke my, I, I woke up. My eyes were opened to see the possibility of not working and still making money. And that got me down the path of real estate investing and investing in cash flow properties that make me money, a minimum of $250. And remember, I want you to get started. I want you to learn how to do it. And I will show you how to do that. Text that word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, 233777. So I can get you that copy for free of my free course my free real estate investing course. Now, let's get into the summary. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there are six main things and I'll briefly overview of those six things. At the same time, I will then dive into each one of those as well. So the six lessons are, the number one for the Rich Dad, Poor Dad lessons, number one, rich, the rich, don't work for money. They don't work for money. They work for they work to learn, they work to do other things, but they don't work for money. Number two, why they should teach financial literacy or why everybody needs to learn financial literacy and how we're not learning that in schools. Even in college, we're not even learning financial literacy. Number three, minding your own business. And we'll get into that, but mind your business, run your business. Number four, the history of taxes and the power of corporations or entities or things that we start in order to have our business run really well and be protected, have tax advantages, all that good stuff. Number five, the rich invent money. Basically, money wasn't there and now it's there. They invented money and we'll get into that too. Last one, you want to work to learn. Do not work for money. Let me pause that. You need to work to learn. What does that actually mean? It means Instead of working for money, getting paid for that hour, you're working to get knowledge on how to build a business, how to buy that first property, how to flip properties, how to do whatever you're learning. That's your payment. I'll give you a quick story, and I'll, I might get into this a little later, but I just was on a ski trip. I went to Tahoe. If you go to my Instagram page, you'll see that I went to Tahoe, went skiing at Heavenly for three days. Absolutely amazing. I love skiing. If there's any one sport I could pick outside of Olympic lifting, I would absolutely do skiing the rest of my life. I would love to be a 70-year-old guy skiing down the mountain because um, I just love skiing. But as I was um, hanging out with a bunch of people that are financially independent, I found this one gentleman. He was 21 years old. And at 21 years old, he had already started a few businesses, but then he also sent three different emails to a really almost like a rich, well-known, um, you know, businessman, somebody who is well beyond him. And he said, 
in three different emails, I will work for you for free. All I want to do is be around you. All I want to do is just learn from you. I will literally work for you for free. And after the third email, the businessman finally replied and said, all right, let's go ahead and do that. And so he started putting together business plans. He started doing other things for this rich businessman. And eventually, now they're partnering, a couple of years later, they're now partnering on this huge business event that's going to probably make him about $100,000 a year. And it's going to be a yearly thing. So... I am a firm believer that you need to work to learn. I'm already jumping into session lesson six because it's so it's so impactful. Um, so now he's 23 years old and he literally does not have a job, does not need a job. He has like five businesses that make him money. Man, it's absolutely amazing. Again, everything in Rich Dad Poor Dad really teaches us to change the way we think. Now, Rich Dad Poor Dad basically teaches passive income. And if you take anything away from Rich Dad, Poor, Poor Dad, the book, um, the review. And in fact, I do want you to read it because it's so much more impactful. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki actually teaches through lessons and stories about his rich dad versus his poor dad. His rich dad was his best friend's dad who had businesses and money and passive income. His poor dad was his actual dad who was a teacher and that worked in unions and went ran for um, office in the government and lost and he was eventually broke. But Everything that he talks about in this book is about passive income, about working one time and making money over and over and over again. That could be buying investments, starting businesses, creating items that you can sell to get paid over and over again. There are so many ways to do it. In fact, I actually just want to bring up, I've mentioned this before, I started a brand new podcast. And the reason why I started this podcast is because I love showing other people how that they can actually quit their job in any way possible, not just real estate. I love real estate. That's how I quit my job. I absolutely love real estate, but not that's not for everybody. There are so many other ways. And so I started the podcast Successfully Unemployed, a whole brand new brand, whole brand new everything, but it's Successfully Unemployed because I get to interview people. Now, remember, I said the rich work to learn. I am interviewing so many amazing business owners and I'm learning from them. I'm asking them questions on how they did it. Give us the step-by-steps. You're the expert. Teach us how to do that. And so that's what Successfully Unemployed Podcast is all about is every single which way possible to quit your job. I have people that edit podcasts for a living. I have interviewed people that have a bridal store. I have a person who was a physical trainer at a CrossFit gym. The owner was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to close down the gym. This physical trainer said, you know what? I'll buy it. And now six years later, he's happy and fantastic. And he loves his his business. He loves his life. He's doing really well. I interview people that's, that start other businesses like online businesses, blogs, and other podcasts. I, I Even taco truck vendors, carpet cleaners, There are so many ways to quit your job, not just real estate. And so I started that. And so I want to learn as many ways to make money as possible. And that's why I have Successfully Unemployed. So go and check that out. If you go to successfullyunemployed.co, and again, I'll put that in the description, successfullyunemployed.co, or just look for the Successfully Unemployed podcast on your podcast player. Go ahead and get in there. Um, I want you to learn so many different ways, even many different ways to make money to save to buy more rental properties. I can't tell you how easy it is to buy properties. Well, you probably know. It's really, really easy to buy rental properties when you have money. 
when you have extra money, when you have money saved, it's so much easier to buy it cheaper, buy it faster, get better deals and all that stuff when you have money. And so this is another way for you to make a little bit more money, save more money to invest your money. Now, let's move on to the actual lessons that Robert Kiyosaki teaches. Now, what I love about this entire book is it gives principles. It doesn't give you like do X, Y, and Z. We need those, but principles help us to, instead of saying, here's a fish, go ahead and eat. No, here's how you fish. Now you can eat for the rest of your life. So we want to make sure that we are building businesses on principles, good standing, long-standing principles that last and have lasted for a long time. And that also kind of ties into another book. I'm giving you so many different links and so many different things to look up, but I should be able to put all these in the show notes. Another great book, which I don't believe I've done in the podcast, but it's Rich, uh, no, The Richest Man in Babylon. I absolutely love that book as well principles and stories help you to learn financial um, education and start businesses and make your money work for you and all that great stuff. Now, as we keep moving on, let me jump into the rich dad lessons number one. So the rich don't work for money. Now, that's the very first lesson that Robert learned as a kid. He learned that the rich don't work for money. And Robert Kiyosaki, as a kid, was learning that from his rich dad, that his rich dad was explaining that the poor continue to work a job for many different reasons, but they all boil down to fear and greed. You know, fear and greed cause ignorance and poverty because the poor, they just keep their heads down and just keep working that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, to get that paycheck day after day without changing the status quo. They just don't want to wake up out of it and try to start something new. They stay, the poor, they stay comfortable They play it safe. They stay in their jobs while the rich take chances and make themselves uncomfortable, pushing the envelope, uh, making themselves get out there, getting uncomfortable to do things that they've never done before and be brave in doing that. Now, there's a quote, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Well, it really stands as a reminder that if you don't try and break out the mold, You'll basically stay in that mold, which we don't want to do. We want to be people that break out of that mold. We don't want to follow the rule, the the self-imposed rule or the people that tell us, go to college, get a car, get a house, get kids, and then retire at 65 years old. I love all the other other things. I get kids and, and all that sort of stuff. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love being with them. That's why I travel the world with them. But Retiring at 65 years old, I said, no way, that's not for me. I retired at 37 because of my rental properties. Now, the rich challenge themselves. They take risks. They break preconceived rules or not really, not the laws, not like breaking the law and going to jail. No, but preconceived rules like I just mentioned, retiring at 65 or 68 years old. We don't want to do that. They also, the rich, seek financial freedom. They want to be free to do what they want when they want to do it. The rich also... They get themselves ready for opportunities when they come and get ready for the opportunity as they come and they see it coming and then they could jump on that opportunity. The the worst thing is when an opportunity comes, but either you don't have the money, you don't have the time, you don't have the education or the understanding on how to take that opportunity and the opportunities come and go because we we don't have the ability to jump on those. I got to tell you, I have so many opportunities either for new properties or new businesses, or new ventures with other people. 
I get offered all the time, um, hey, I have money, can you invest with me? Because I know what I'm doing, because I'm ready with my opportunity, education, and all that sort of stuff, I have all that ready. But here's the thing, I actually have to learn how to say no to so many good opportunities. Just recently, I had a, a guy I know say, hey, I'm starting this big business, I want you to run this portion of the business. I said, you know what? It's doesn't. It's not for me. It's a good opportunity, but I'm going to turn it down because I have so many other things that I'm doing. I love doing podcasts. This would have taken me out of podcasting, taken me out of this sort of stuff. It would have taken up a lot of my time. It would have been good. It would have been really, really good, but I decided not to. And the big reason why is because I love my independence. It would almost have been taking another job again, which I absolutely do not want to do. I will never have a job. I'll never work for somebody else again. Now, Rich Dad Lesson number two, the importance of financial literacy. Now, there are so many big things to take away, but here's a big one. Assets versus liability. Now, your bank, your banker will tell you, your house that you live in, that you pay a monthly mortgage, that's an asset. They're going to say, that's an asset. It's not a liability. But Rich Dad says, no, that is actually a liability. Even though you might be appreciating, you might have equity and all that stuff, it's still a liability. And here's the reason why. Assets put positive monthly cash flow, money into your pocket every single month. Liabilities, they have negative monthly cash flow. They take money out of your pocket every single month. So we want assets that put money in our pockets. We don't want liabilities that take money out of our pockets. Give you an example. If you buy a car and you don't rent it out, you literally drive it, for the rest of, you know, like five years and until it breaks or until you sell it, that's a liability because it's just taking money out of your pocket. Now, if you buy that same car and you rent it out every single week, like you, um, what's that website? Um, Turo. Turo.com is where you can rent cars from people instead of going to like Enterprise or wherever else. You can go to Turo.com and rent a car. In fact, what I'm going to do, a uh, little side note, I'm going to take my wife to uh, Vegas. We're not Vegas people, but we had um, a little credit that we had to use for Southwest that was the closest place that was actually going to be somewhat fun. We're going to go to the Hoover Dam. We're going to be going to um, all the free things out. We, we, how frugal we are. So we're going to do all the free things and just really have a great time. And I'm going to rent a Jaguar because my wife has really wanted. I'm never going to buy one. So this is me as close as she's going to get to actually owning one. Um, but if I rented out that car, it would be an asset because it makes me money. If I don't and it just takes money out of my pocket, that's a liability. So the importance of financial literacy and Rich Dad's lesson number two is learning the difference between an asset and a liability. The liabilities take money out of your pocket. The assets put money into your pocket. And think of monopoly. Monopoly is where you earn money through hotels, houses, utility companies, railroads, and businesses, and all that sort of stuff. And the way that you win at monopoly, monopoly is by collecting the most assets getting the most money than your opponents. And really, if you have a lot of money, but you don't have any assets, you don't have any of the properties, you don't have any hotels, you don't have any of the utilities and all that sort of stuff, no matter how much money you have, eventually you're going to run out of money because you're not making money. You're putting money coming out of your pocket because you all have only liabilities. So as you land on things, you're starting to pay money out of your pocket. If you don't have that money coming in because you don't own assets, you're eventually going to go broke. Now, Rich Dad, lesson number three, mind your business. This lesson is about putting your mind toward your business every single chance that you can. Now, the rich, 
They spend their spare time creating more businesses, finding more investments, more opportunities, which will make them more money. I got to tell you, when I was broke, when I was poor, and I was working that just over broke job, I was watching so much TV. Not to mention how much money was going towards TV, like 100 bucks a month just for TV. Now, because I put my mind towards my business, I rarely watch TV. I mean, literally, I could count maybe four hours the entire week of TV that I watch. And usually it's, I just turn on the news for maybe 30 minutes to an hour or something like that just to watch the news. Usually I try to cut out the, the commercials so it's like maybe 45 minutes um, every cu- couple days just to see what's going on. Outside of that, oh, I'm sorry, there is one movie or one TV show that's on right now that I really love. It's called Gold Rush. I will definitely spend time watching Gold Rush because it's just fun. I always ask my wife, hey, babe, would it be okay if I moved to Alaska for six months and mine for gold with these guys? She doesn't take too kindly to that. Her love language is quality time. So I'm not going to do that, but it would be fun. I would love to be able to do that. So I don't spend that much time watching movies, watching TV, or even watching football. I used to watch football all the time, literally all day on Sunday, then Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays at sometimes, and I would watch football all the time. But I realized how much wasted time that is. Now I put my mind toward my business, toward the businesses that I can create, how I can make more money, how I can serve more people. That's putting your mind toward your business. Now, Rich Dad's lesson number four is the history of taxes and the power of corporations or LLCs or S corporations and things like that. Now, Robert explains that the power of corporation that the rich use they use it to their advantage. Now, some people might say, well, the rich have an unfair advantage. Like, I completely disagree with that. The reason why the same laws that are applying to the rich do also apply to you. They created a corporation or an LLC. You can go and create a corporation or an LLC. I literally teach my students step-by-step how to create those LLCs. It literally takes like 30 minutes. I teach them how to do all that sort of stuff, buy that first property, and then make $250 or more from those properties. So the same laws that apply to them apply to you. Now they just use them differently. I know how, or sorry, not me. My accountant knows how to use the tax laws to not skirting the laws or getting around them. I pay my taxes, but I try to pay as little as I can under the law. Now, if you are working a J-O-B, just over broke job, depending on how much you make, you might be paying as high as like 35% of your income in taxes, just income taxes, let alone your sales tax, let alone your property tax, your car registration. If you have a dog or a cat, you have to register the cat, any fees that you have, there are so many taxes. Eventually, 50 to 60% of your money comes out in taxes. But if you have a corporation or you have an LLC or an entity, then you are taxed differently. So I want you to absolutely realize that if you use the laws that are already on the books to your advantage, you absolutely can save yourself loads and loads of money as opposed to any, you're working for yourself or working for a, you know, a job, a just overbroke job, you're paying a lot of money coming out. Now, there was something a while back um, that's saying that Warren Buffett pays less in taxes than his secretary. Well, that's BS. That's their kind of messy words there. What it really comes down to is Warren Buffett pays a crap load money of more money, tons and tons more money, like probably millions of dollars more in taxes than his secretary. But what they're saying, even though it says, you know, pays less in money, no, 
it's percentage. He Warren Buffett pays like the capital gains tax rate, which is 15%. His secretary pays 35% because that's just the way tax laws are written. I prefer those tax laws because I don't work. I get passive income and I pay less taxes. Doesn't that sound better than working a lot, getting a lot of taxes and working a lot? I mean, just working for somebody else. It just sounds like it's so much better to not work and pay less in taxes. That is the beauty of having properties and businesses that make you money and that you can utilize the tax laws to your benefit. Now, rich dad lesson number five, the rich invent money. They create ways to make money for themselves. They basically invent where money didn't exist before. Like they buy a property, they rent it out. Money did not exist before that, but now it does. Or they start a business. They make make a product. They start selling that. Well, money did not exist there. It's not like you just applied for a job and got the job and start making money. No, they actually invent money. They make ways to make money. Just like a brilliant company that I could think of, like Airbnb.com or Uber.com. This guy, I believe it was Travis and Garrett. In 2009, they had the idea to replace a taxi cabs with regular people driving their own cars. I mean, we use it now like it's like it's been around forever, but it really hasn't. And it took a lot of work for them to step out to actually build this business. And the taxi cabs had a cornered of the market. And they, with the paid transportation, as Uber came in, this started a new business concept. It went all the taxis. This business wasn't there before. And people like you and I could literally drive our own cars and make money. That wasn't there before. But now this paved a new way for private transportation and invented the company that's basically inventing money. It's super amazing. There's also something I want to share with you that he gives inside this, um, the Rich Dad Poor Dad. But at the same time, he also wrote an entire book on it, which I believe I already done a podcast. I think I already did a podcast episode on it, but it's the cash flow quadrant. The cash flow quadrant is basically a quadrant where you have a plus symbol. Just picture in your mind a plus symbol. And there's four quadrants. There's a top left, a bottom left, a top right, and a bottom right quadrant. So there's four areas. The top left is the employee quadrant. That's the active person. That's the active way to make money. You're an employee. That's a top left quadrant. You know what an employee is. You're just over broke. The bottom is self-employed. That is, you're still active. You're still working. In fact, you're trading one boss for many, many bosses, because if you don't serve those customers, they're not going to pay you. Just like if you don't serve your one boss, he's not going to pay you. So you're still active. If you don't work, you don't make money. Now on the right side of the quadrant is the passive passive way to make money. You have the business owners at the top right. They employ people. They make businesses that make money. Even a farmer is a somewhat of a passive investor. Now he also could be self-employed, but if you have people working the business for you and you're just overseeing everything, you have a business. You have a business, you're a business owner because you have passive income because other people do the work. That's what it means by passive. The bottom right is what we are as real estate investors. And I love this one. We are investors and really only nine or 5% of the population is a passive uh, maker of money, a passive investor, a passive business owner. The other 95% of the population are employees and self-employed, which is fine. That's great. That's great. We need people. I love employing people that are employees. I love doing that. And we now are investors. 
we are now people that buy properties, make money from those properties, so we do not have to work. So we want to jump from the left side, the employee and the self-employed quadrant, over to the right side as fast as possible. Get into the business owner and the investor quadrant. Now, more than likely, it's going to jump from employee, you move down to eventually being a self-employed person. And then you possibly jump into a business owner because you hire a few employees. And then hopefully you have a little extra money and you become an investor because you invest that money. I personally tried self-employed. I tried business owner, but I jumped from the E all the way to the I and you can do it too. All you need to do is buy one property. If you buy one property, you are an investor and then you save that money. Then you buy the next property and you save all that money that that property brings in as well. And then you buy another property. For me, after six years, I had 19 properties making $9,500 in gross rents. I think the total passive income was like $6,500 in passive income. It was absolutely amazing. Now, last lesson. Lesson number six, work to learn. Don't work for money. Now, remember, the poor, the poor, they work for money. They work an hour. They get paid an hour. They work an hour. They get a vacation time, and they take on vacation, but they got to continue work. If they don't work, they don't make money. You and I, we want to be smart. We want to be like the rich. The rich work to learn because learning will help them make more money from the value that they bring, not the hours that they give to their employee or sorry, employer. The rich work to learn things that can be applied over and over and over again, just like I learned by teaching myself <laughs> the school of hard knocks. Um, it was really, really rough. I learned how to invest in real estate. I've tried to make it much more simple. I have a basically a systemized process. And remember, I want that give that to you. Text the word rental to 33777 to get you that process. I want you to get started. But you don't actually, it's not like you don't actually work. You actually work really hard. As a rich person, I work really, really hard because I. it's not that I don't want to work. I love working. I love working for myself. I quit my 40 plus hour a week job to work 80, 90 plus hours for myself. You know, don't tell my wife I mean, how much I actually work, but I do work quite, actually she knows. She knows, she wishes I would work a little less because doing podcasts and writing articles and, and coaching people how to buy properties, it's just fun. If I wasn't doing this, I mean, I could. there's only so much sitting on your bottom and watching TV or playing video games or going fishing. I mean, obviously fishing's fun. I could definitely do that all the time, but I just don't feel like I'm providing. So I need to be keep providing. So the rich work, they continue to work, and but they work to learn new ways to make money. I would absolutely, like, it, okay, Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, if you are listening to this right now, which you're probably not, I will pay you money to come work for you. I will literally pay you money. I'll give you $5,000 to come work for you for a year or a month. I'll give you $5,000 to come work for you so that I can learn also, I think I can network. So I can show you how I'm a hard worker and I would absolutely learn so much. So not just not work for money, like don't just work for free. I would actually pay. I'm sorry, don't, it's not the way to say it. You absolutely should work for free because you're learning, you're growing, you're getting a network and all that sort of stuff. But I would also pay to work for somebody who is that amazing of um, a businessman. Now, everything sums up of this entire book is... There are so many great things in this book. There are some faults. There are some things in here that people might not like. I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I love every single bit of the book, but this is what got my mind open where I was able, when I was 27 years old, I said, you know what? Now I just read this book. I want in 10 years, 
to be able to quit my J-O-B. I want to be on my own. And when I was 37 years old, actually, I think it was like maybe 36 or almost 37, I quit my job. So I gave myself 10 years and I did it. And you can too. Remember, text that word rental to 33777. Go and get this book in the description. I'll also give you the link to the show notes page. Click on that link inside there. Go get that book at Amazon. I want you to read it. It's going to hopefully open your eyes up tremendously. On top of that, get my book, the Master Passive Income book, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties. It gives you this step-by-step process. You guys are fantastic. I hope you got a lot out of this this review. At the same time, read the book because it's so amazing. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with me and being here. This is the 100th episode. If you listened this far, I really, really appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for being here with me. I'll see you guys next time with hopefully some some more fantastic information. And if you got anything out of this, I love it if you just shared it with a friend. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. I'll see you next time. 